Welcome to Tech Junior. Hey everybody, Lee here. Uh, we've got a really interesting show today. We've got Will Johnson, um, and he is a self-taught learner, a coder, and he works at the Kansas City Coding Jojo, uh, teaching kids to code. Um, Will is also a father of six, and he works 12-hour shifts in a powder factory. And through all that, um, just ha has continued to stay motivated and really just inspired us through his story. So I'm really excited to share that with everybody today. Also, real quick, if you want to support uh, this show, tweet us at Tech Junior Podcast, leave a review on iTunes, tell all your friends, and do anything you can to spread the word. We appreciate it. Welcome to Tech Junior. My name is Lee Warwick, full stack JavaScript developer. I have with me Eddie. Hey, it's Eddie, uh, front end. <laughs> and we've got uh, a special guest. We've got Will Johnson. Uh, Will, if you could introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, everybody? First, I want to say thanks for having me. I'm Will Johnson. I am a front end developer who's doing self teaching through different online resources. And uh, for anybody that <clears throat> is familiar uh what how do they how might they know you on twitter for instance <clears throat> uh my twitter handle is will johnson io um and i do like a lot of uh tweeting i give out tips i help people i do a lot of the code newbie chat so that's mainly where you'll probably see me either giving out some tips or doing a code newbie chat on cool. wednesday cool and, and also you work for uh coder dojo in kansas city right Yes, I'm with the uh, Kansas City branch of Coder Dojo, uh, which is a uh, program to teach kids how to code and explore programming concepts. That's actually ran by Kansas City Women in Tech, uh, which is an organization to, you know, try to introduce more women into tech. So they got a lot of other programs, but I, I do the presentations for Coder Dojo KC. All right. Fantastic. Cool. So we kind of want to dig into that a little bit later. But uh, first off, um, I know you as the Fresh Prince of JavaScript off of Twitter, <laughs> which uh, I, always, I always get a little giggle whenever I see that. Um, and uh, yeah, I just want to kind of talk about your, your social media kind of strategy for, for a little bit and kind of some wins that you've gotten from that. Okay, cool. No problem. I, I always forget that that's like my secondary name. Uh, but yeah, Fresh Prince of JavaScript. Um. So as far as Twitter, uh, usually when I talk about this, I like to use a quote from Seth Godin. Uh, it says that you can use social media to turn friends or sorry, turn strangers into friends, friends into customers and customers into salespeople. Right. Uh, so with that, it's people that you don't know. You guys share a common interest. and You guys become friends. Right. Um, and then when they become your friends, they turn into your customers and not necessarily meaning buying like a product from you, but buying into what you say you are. So if you say I'm learning JavaScript or I'm trying to get a job or whatever you kind of say to those people when you meet them, if they see it every day that you're doing the said thing, they buy into it and believe it, right? And then once they buy into it, they become your salespeople. So then they'll tell other people about you like, oh yeah, he's doing X, Y, Z. He works really hard. He's learning this. He knows that. So they'll make introductions and sell yourself um, with you not without you having to do anything and that's kind of been my experience with uh twitter so far since i've been tweeting my development journey 
Yeah, so you're a a self-taught developer, correct? Correct, yeah. I I work 12-hour shifts at my job. I currently work in a factory, uh, so I work like 12-hour shifts. So um, I wasn't able to go to like any of the boot camps here um, or any other like programs that we have like that. So I was like, I got to take this into my own hands. Um, So I started doing self-teaching. And uh, the reason I started using Twitter is because like I've been using like social media for a while. Like uh, years ago, I had like a dance group and we would do different stuff uh, on social media to get like performances. So, you know, I've opened up for like a few national artists and stuff through that. Um, And then I had a YouTube channel for gaming. Um, And then through the YouTube channel, I was able to get like really close with the developers of the game I was playing. Uh, I got featured on their website, um, got sent like a free copy of the game, like a week in advance and stuff like that. So I've been using kind of social media for a while to kind of help me network and get myself seen in spaces where I wasn't seen before. Yeah. And you uh, obviously reached out to us through Twitter. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you. Cool. We'll, yeah. Um, so maybe you could uh, tell us um, what's, what's kind of the, the strategy that you've either developed or kind of learned uh, through the years of, of using social media. Okay, cool. Uh, I say the first thing, cause everybody starts at zero, zero followers, zero, you know, whatever. So first thing you want to do is just got get in the habit of putting yourself out there. Like if I'm reading a book, I'll take a picture of the book and say what I've read in the book for that day. Um, if I'm taking a course on Udemy or something, I'll take a picture of my laptop in the course, put it on there, say what it's about. Um, or say what I learned from it. If I go to a meetup, I sit in the back, I take a picture of, you know, the other people at the meetup and try to get the screen to say that I'm at a meetup. Like I'm just, you constantly want to show that you're doing something um, in that space. And then what happens is that is, so when you go to these meetups, you of course meet people. um, And then I just say, Hey, follow me on Twitter. Because a lot of times, you know, you, when you're networking finger quotes, you know, you got to follow up and stuff like that. <laughs> um, you kind of, you know, you kind of forget or, you know, it just, it just, you know, it seems like you're trying to do something right. At least to me. So if I just, they just follow me on Twitter and then every day they see me doing something, then they build that trust. Like, okay, this guy is serious about, you know, what he's saying that he's doing. So that's kind of, it's kind of like a one, two punch. I'll post a bunch of stuff, meet people, tell them, to follow me on Twitter then post a bunch of stuff and let them see it without directly saying, Hey, could you check this out or anything like that? I just let it naturally happen while they're checking Twitter. Okay. Is, uh, is Twitter kind of like the main platform that you work with? Yeah. I, I like Twitter the best. Um, I post stuff on LinkedIn too, but, uh, it's mainly Twitter and Twitter's where I seen like the most success. Okay. It, it's funny that you, um, you say that, and I, I've been looking at your your Twitter pages. We've been talking, but uh, you got like four hundred something followers, um, more than I have, uh, for instance. More than me. Uh, not not <laughs> in like the thousands or tens of thousands or anything like some people. But despite that, like you've had a lot of success using Twitter to build relationships and you know and beyond. So uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, and then aside from that, like you mentioned LinkedIn. Uh, what, what I keep thinking of is I saw this, um, this young woman on LinkedIn, she was posting projects that she was building as a front end developer. And like every week or so she would build something and post it to LinkedIn and she would get like 
tens of thousands of hits. I think and, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, so, I've seen it too. Um, and then, you know, a couple of weeks into this thing, she's getting job offers. She's yeah. getting, you know, all kinds of attention. And it's not like the project projects that she was posting were really over the top or anything. They were very doable and mm-hmm. kind of not mundane, but like nothing crazy. And despite that, like just got tons of attention. And, you know, as somebody on the hiring side of things, uh, I constantly hear people say, oh, we're looking for somebody with passion. We want passion. Yeah. Yes, and yes. what what a great way to show that than like, hey, look at this thing I built. Hey, look at this thing I built, you know, over and over again. That really telegraphs to to companies like, hey, this person likes developing and they're probably yes. going to like doing it for us. It, exactly. That's exactly, uh, you know, what that does. It like I was saying, it creates that that trust, that that consistency, like, OK, this person does, you know, would want to do this. So it kind of it kind of does it. Because you can go in an interview and say, hey, I'm passionate, right? But it's different when every day they see that you're passionate. It's a completely different experience. Um, so that's, I think, why it's good to, you know, put yourself out there. And plus, people respect that. It's scary, you know, putting yourself out there, you know, because, um, you know, people people can judge you or say that, you know, it looks horrible or whatever the case may be. But, like, even that uh, kind of st- makes you stand out because you are bold enough to put yourself out there to the, you know, what, 4 billion people that's, you know, possibly could see it on the internet. So, I mean, that speaks volumes. Yeah. So, um, also it's, it's the internet. So someone's going to say something. Yeah. I just got to deal with it. Yeah. That that'll happen eventually, but, uh, um, not that that's excused or anything, but, uh, yeah, you know, you're bound to run across it eventually. Um, so yeah, uh, do you have any um any re- recommendations or like tips for people out there that are developers and they're trying to like get into the developer community on Twitter or uh, what what kind of strategies do you have for that? Uh sure. So, uh and also the just to piggyback when you were saying about the follower count thing. Yeah, for me it isn't about like having a a lot of followers. It's about having deep con- 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 connections with my followers. So, if I could have 10 followers if eight of them is like we're deep and we're close and we can dm anytime i'd rather have that than you know twenty thousand people who you know you know we don't really communicate so my goal is to have like deep connection instead of broad that Um, makes sense but to back on the uh strategy so um one thing you can do is um search like go to twitter search type in the hashtag code newbie right um, and then type like how JavaScript or what JavaScript, right? And then that'll spring up plenty of tweets of people saying, how do I do this in JavaScript? How do I do that? Or, you know, whatever, you know, how Python, you know, whatever you're working with, um, or like how for each, like it'll be somebody in those tweets that show up asking a question that didn't get answered. And you can be that person to answer that question. So that that's one way to and and um so you can get the uh you know to to get the view out of it uh you know even though that's not the important thing uh the important thing is that you're actually helping someone but in order for it to be seen that you're helping people you know you want to do the quote tweet you know don't just do like don't just reply do the quote tweet so it'll show up in people's timeline okay so but yeah that's one way just type code newbie how or what or 
help. I think I did that yesterday. I think I typed in help and found someone asking some stuff about JavaScript. So uh, that's one way because you'll that's you'll find people looking for stuff. Yeah, I like that. That's a that's a pretty yeah. good one. <clears throat> any other uh, any other strategies for for Twitter? Uh, I'm pretty novice myself at Twitter. I just kind of <laughs> yeah uh, <clears throat> post whatever I'm doing, or, you know, <laughs> and then try and like uh, maybe throw out some hashtags or something and hope that I get some attention. I mean, I definitely say like you know the like whole newbie whole newbie hashtag hundred days of cold and also uh tweet out tweet out tips like you know something that's actionable because you want to be in order to grow a following you know you want to be helpful right like I tweeted out something about something about blogging and I mean I didn't even know that it it went crazy like a thousand something likes hundreds of retweets I was like yo what is this um and I, it was <laughs> just me say. Uh, I can't. It was something about. It was like why you should blog when if you're a developer, and it was just like because it shows you can communicate something. I, I wish I had it up. I can't find it. Uh, but it was like really simple, and I didn't expect it to take off like that. Like if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, like every week I try to tweet a tip because usually I'm at work, so I it's when I got time to think. But uh, I try to tweet out a tip. That's a good thing, and just help people. Like if you could do. Like, so show what you're doing, right? So show, like, if you're a new, right, trying to break in, show what you're doing, show what you're learning, show that you can help people um, by actually answering their questions, and then just tweet out, like, little, you know, actionable tidbits, you know, like, you know, uh, I think I did another one, another tweet on networking um, about why you should network, and then that ended up getting tweeted by, like, the Career Karma account, and then Egghead retweeted it, like, it just went kind of crazy, and I'm like, that was and it was like so simple wasn't even like these amazing networking tips it was just like meet people and ask questions like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't nothing insane that's that's cool um <clears throat> so yeah what you mentioned egghead and like some other uh some other folks but what kind of success have you had through just twitter alone oh okay cool um uh, i've had job offers well, not sorry job offers but people saying hey i like what you're doing my job is hiring um, you know, they'll send me a link to like apply. Um, and some of them I didn't get because, you know, lack of experience, but, um, that happened twice. Um, also I was able to go to the Codeland conference, which is the Code Newbie conference for free, uh, through Twitter, uh, from putting myself out there. Someone said that they were looking for someone to sponsor to go, uh, to Codeland. I put my name in the hat and end up, you know, being the one that they picked, pay for my flight, hotel and everything. Uh, and I went from uh, nice. from yeah, it was pretty cool, and it was a really fun conference. Like d- most different than all the ones I've ever went, it was like really, really fun. Like I would definitely go next year. Is that um, uh, is that Code Newbies conference? Yes. Okay. Um, cool. And it was more about like the cool stuff you can do with code. So people were, like really just showing these like really cool things that they made. Like it it was it was like and then they had like dance breaks like it was so fun like <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun that's cool uh, um I'll what else have you uh what else have you kind of gotten accomplished through social media um i've also was able to um get an offer to be uh an instructor for egghead i haven't had a time to do that yet but i also got offered to be a reviewer who kind of reviews the uh the lessons like if they like if angular updates or something like that 
um, they want to go through the lesson to see if the dependencies broke or something like that. So uh, I get a chance to do that as well. Um, and that was all through, you know, what the co-founder of AKS saw from, you know, my constant tweeting. Um, so, yes, yeah, like uh, every every everything and everybody is really a tweet away. Like just my advice, anybody really just put yourself out there and uh, people will definitely respond to you. And then like another uh, quote that I want to bring up. This one's fairly long, but it's one by Chris Rock. And I don't know if he really said this, but it was on Instagram with <laughs> as Chris Rock. Uh, it said, we'll uh, let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> but it said, uh, I'd always end up broken down on the highway. When I stood there trying to flag someone down, nobody stopped. But when I pushed my own car, other drivers would get out and push with me. If you want to help or if you want to get help, help yourself. People like to see that. So if you're out there going to meetups, going to conferences, you know, learning, helping people, mentoring, all these things, people will want to help you. Like you, you won't even have to ask. They will want to help you. Yeah, cool. I like that a lot. That's that's yeah, a good one. Um, definitely. So I run a meetup <clears throat> with uh, Eddie Helps Out a lot uh, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And what we see a lot of is uh, a lot of people that are interested in code, but they, they kind of show up to the meetup and that's all we see or that's yeah. all we hear from them. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end of that is people that show up to the meetup and they're building stuff constantly. And they're like asking for help. Like, Oh, I built this thing. Can you help me do this? Hmm. And we are like all on top of that. Like, yes, absolutely. We'd love to help you. Um, Hey, I, I redid my resume. Can you take a look at it? Yeah, absolutely. Send it over. Let me take a look. So, um, I think you're, you really nailed it with that quote. Um, if you can just, help yourself and kind of take the first step, then you're, you're definitely more apt to get more help in return for that. As opposed to just like not whining, but sitting on the sidelines and kind of complaining about not getting a job or it's hard or yada, yada, yada. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, I, I kind of want to go back to uh egghead IO a little bit. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. you, you said that you're, you're not a, a full-time guy yet with a, a developer job, but you managed to get like an offer to teach egghead courses. Can you can you maybe uh, explain that a little bit? Uh, well, it was just through uh, you know, me talking uh with the co-founder. Um, and he was he just really liked you know, the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing. Like I said, I work I work twelve hours uh at a factory. I have six children. I'm married. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm 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 a busy guy, but I still take the time out to learn uh you know the code and stuff like that and he so he wanted to offer me that as a way to since he's seeing all the stuff that I'm doing and the few jobs that I did get to they're like oh you don't have any experience it was like his way of saying well let me help you since you are doing so much let me give you something else you know that's awesome all right so you know not so now I mean I don't want to put Edhead instructor on my resume yet until I release <laughs> something but it's something I can put on my resume yeah, what do uh, you plan to uh to do a course on? Um, I plan on to, well first it's probably something simple just to get a feel for it. So probably like, you know, what the map uh method does or something like that. Okay. Um but ultimately, um I probably want to do something like CSS animations. I really like if I do a full egghead course, because I just really like animations and they're just fun. So I'll probably do something or or I would probably do like Cause I haven't seen on there anyone do react spring. 
do like a course on React Spring and doing animations with React. So my full course would be probably somewhere, some something anim, animation related. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. let, let us know if uh, if that releases. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we'll, we'll throw it on the show notes for the, uh, the episode. Cool. Appreciate it. Um, man, that's, that's really cool. Uh, so the other thing that you do aside from being a dad and, uh, <laughs> working all these hours, um, kicking butt on, on Twitter and, and self-teaching, uh, you also work for uh Kansas city coder dojo. Yes. Yes. So what is, uh, what's the coder dojo and what, what do you do for them? Uh, okay. Well, the coder dojo, it's a, uh, nationwide program. I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's, it may be worldwide, honestly. Um, uh, and they basically have sessions where you can, uh, you know, sign up to have your own dojo and, uh, teach kids how to code using scratch. That's kind of the introductory. Uh, so for that, I'm the presentation director. So I do, I work with the beginners and I introduce them to scratch. Like what does this in scratch? What does that, that do in scratch? Um, so they can kind of know how to navigate it. Cause we've, cause this is, this is also fairly new. I think we just started doing this maybe four months ago and i've been uh with code Dojo for maybe like six months and it's been around for like five years in kansas city um but a lot of kids would w- not waste time but they would get so lost in scratch that you know because it's like a it's like a three-hour thing but they would spend like the first two hours just trying to figure out how to move something so uh we came in with a way to introduce them quickly to this does what this does that and so they can start building things. So we kind of got, we kind of knocked out the frustration so they can get the building. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what were some of the lessons learned in, in kind of getting kids past the UI struggles of, of working with uh, Scratch? Uh, I would say, at least in our uh, setting, um, it's speed. Just because um, I noticed, you know, it's kids. They're in a room full of, you know, 40, 50 kids, people that they don't know. Uh, and they don't want to look like um, this person's going faster than them or anything like that. So that you want to get them like making something as soon as possible, because when they're just like sitting around, you can just see it on their face that they're not having fun because, you know, they're not able to do anything and someone else may be. So if we can get them all going pretty fast, um, I, I've seen because uh, the first time I did it, I went like pretty slow. I gave like a lot of breaks. And, you know, I would say like, all right, well, you would drag, uh, drag this motion to here and then connect it to, you know, to turn 15 degrees. And I would like wait for people to get it. And then like after like 10 more, they were just like super bored um, and just not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so now I, I go like a lot faster and try to get them getting stuff moving on the screen. Like once they get that shark moving on the screen that they can control themselves with the arrow keys. I got them locked in for the rest of the session. So I would okay. say speed. Cool. <laughs> so just speed. that that kind uh, of initial uh, hump of like just getting familiar with Scratch, basically. Yeah, the familiar hump and get, getting something like something done instead of just putting things together and not really seeing anything, just getting getting something done that they can control usually gets them pretty excited. What uh, what age kids are you working with uh, with Scratch? Um, it is seven to seventeen, okay. but I mean, as long as you can use a mouse, like you know how to use a mouse and navigate it, they can come. Um, my daughter's came and she's five, so 
as long as you can, you know, navigate a computer, you should be fine. That's cool. <clears throat> what, uh, what do you guys build, um, in the session? Is it like, uh, I think you said it was some kind of game with a shark. Yes. It's like a, a shark and then there's a fish and you have to navigate the shark around to, uh, eat the fish. And then once it eats it, it resets. And then you gotta, it's not timed or anything, but it kind of keeps score. Um, like, and so for whatever reason, the kid, the kids like that, they're, they get engaged with that particular game. So that's kind of the one we've been sticking with lately. Um, okay. and also, uh, we have what is, uh, we have like mastery. Um, so you can like reach, I kind of wish they called them like black belt, purple belt or something like that. Like, I think that that'd have been really cool. Uh, cause like, so like I told, you know, we call the attendees ninjas. So it'd be like yeah. cool to be like level one mastery is a white belt or something like that. Yeah. You should give them belts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to bring that up at the next meeting. Yeah. So like get tape on the belt and everything. Yeah. Um, and if they cost anything, what my Taekwondo teacher charged for them, I could forgive him for not handing out belts. <laughs> the belts were expensive. Things. Really? <laughs> Yeah, it's like come on her bucks or something to move Are you up serious? What? Yeah. Wow. Oh. You can probably Maybe get a it. bunch on like I don't know, some on eBay or something pretty Yeah, cheap. Alibaba or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eBay it. <laughs> that's, that's good. So um yeah, so you get them to build something, have them build a game, uh kind of do the the hand holding and, and move through stuff uh quickly. Sing it up and running and kind of catch their interest, right? Yeah, and then they um, start making their own things. Okay. What uh, do you have any like classroom tips for working with kids in code, or like how do you how do you keep them like how do you hold their interest uh, throughout what you said was I think like a three hour session or something? Yeah. Uh, well, one we have donuts. <laughs> so they know <laughs> they know that donuts are coming. Uh, also, at the end, we have them present. Um, so if you want to present, usually like 10, 10 to 12 kids present what they made it in, you know, and we give them like a T-shirt um, and they also get like a um, a presenter button. So that that motivates them as well, because, you know, people want their stuff to be seen that they made. Uh, so that's a good way. And then, like I was saying, with the mastery, with the mastery levels. Um, each time you like have like a certain amount of concepts, like if you have a loop, um, you know, a loop, a function, uh, and a, uh, I don't know, an object, uh, in one program, you'll meet, you'll meet a level of mastery and each level, uh, of mastery you'll meet, you have a chance to be like a junior mentor. So that way you can help other kids. Um, and also where we're introducing like this coming weekend is the, uh, Cano kits. So if you if you're a level three master, you can actually start working with the Cano kits and use like the the Harry Potter wine, the motion sensing kit. And you can use those to build projects as well. So so it's like you just you want to. So I guess like the key from engage is to is to make sure that they have something to shoot for. Right. So presenting is something that's like level one. Like, OK, I get to show this to everyone. Right. And then people will clap and be excited. I get a free T-shirt. Like, who doesn't love free? Um, and then, like, once presenting, like, okay, let me try to reach mastery. Let me try to see how much of this stuff I actually can do, right? And then, once it's like that, well, now let me help other people. Because now you're like, okay, you know, I'm sort of an expert. So let me help other people get better, right? And then once you become an expert, then you can 
go like more advanced and that's where the Kano kits come in so those levels is what we use to like because we talk about those levels at every session they know about the mastery they know about being a mentor like they know what they're shooting for so that kind of keeps them going so they can reach those goals okay <clears throat> what is a uh what's a Kano kit um they're like uh they're like computer uh kits they have like a bunch of different ones um they have one that's like a harry potter wand and you can program it using scratch javascript uh i think python too and um you can program it so you'll hook it up to like you hook it up through bluetooth through your uh like computer or tablet and then you can program it to read your strokes right so if you go like left right up down it'll make something on the screen fly right okay. so stuff like that like it can you know because it has the gyroscope or whatever that thing is called inside of it um <laughs> and then it has like a motion sensing kit so if you like wave your hand over it you can make it do stuff on the screen um and then they have one that's like a raspberry pi you can like kind of build your own computer on top of it uh, that's a lot of cool a lot of cool stuff like kids really because we uh i got to take them home like before and let my kids play with them they were uh you know loving it you know especially when they got to do the uh the leviosa from harry potter <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah it sounds like a uh kind of like an internet of things light kind of kind of device like uh a gateway drug to raspberry pi like yeah that's full steam it... ahead kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, i, I, I that's would cool. definitely agree and it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, and plus, you know, it makes it accessible because I tried to look up Raspberry Pi stuff on my own and was like, maybe not right now, maybe in the future. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a hundred percent with you. That, that stuff is, um, seems cool, but then you're like, oh, how do I install like Debian <laughs> Linux on a, you know, microchip? And you're like, maybe I'll do this later. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I wanted funny. one just to like put emulators on it and turn it into like a like classic a game gaming boy. machine. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's been the common uh, use case that I've seen for them. Yeah, they sell but, shells uh, for it that look like old gaming machines, like an N sixty four and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. I I kind of wanted to do the a smart mirror. I seen somebody do that with. Oh, uh, I've seen that too. Yeah. What I is think a smart mirror? Be cool. Like Alexa mm -hmm. on your mirror, but they can you can like make it a touch screen. Look it up on YouTube. It's like really yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it'll tell you the time and the weather and yeah, stuff you know, like think that. about oh, you're in the, okay. in the morning you, in the bathroom. A, yeah, and you put the display. Basically, you're like a monitor behind a mirror and stuff like that. Huh? And you can it'll you can see yourself, and then you know it also displays all the data. Or whatever you have it, you know, whatever you want to see that day or, you know. That, a, that's like some old school sci-fi stuff. How, how yeah, we don't have that? Cool. Why uh, can't I, I go know. to Target and buy one of these things? Actually, you can buy yeah, these. Kohler. They're pretty expensive, but you can make them yourself cheaper. Yeah, huh. the, the Kohler company, uh, you know, they Is make toilets and stuff. Well, that they make toilets. They made a smart mirror. I just seen the okay. commercial for it uh, earlier this week. I saw it on week. Instagram. Huh. What's so I was like, oh, okay, they they yeah. made one for real. <laughs> yeah, there are tutorials for this. I think people have even just, I uh, I want to say installed like Android or something on them as well. I forget, but yeah, or just like an old PC and just tear it apart and put it behind a mirror. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, so getting back to uh to Coder Dojo, I know we kind of went off on like a, a Kano kit derail there. So, yeah. Um, what uh what other tools do you guys use over there? I know you said you had other programs that kind of run concurrently with the Scratch class. Um, do you kind of talk to those other instructors, or are you familiar with kind of what those programs do? Uh, sure. So I'm in the advanced room. Um, what they do is that every because so we meet the second Saturday of every month. Uh, at one site, and then we have another site that we meet through on the fourth Saturday of every month. And um, what they do in the advanced room is that uh, every month is like a new topic, right? So it'll be one day it'll be function, one day it'll be loose, one day it'll be if statements, um, you know, things like that. Um, so every month they'll learn a new programming concept. And so since that one is, you know, they're more experienced, they don't really go through a tutorial. They kind of explain the concept, give like an example. In fact, I need to make a pull request for uh, for uh, events. Honestly, I need to add one. Now that I'm thinking about it, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I need to make an example of a button change and making the color change on the page. Anyway, but yeah, so they'll go through um, they'll go through those those uh, different. Uh, concepts of programming um, and then they have to incorporate it into their presentation in order, to, in order to present at the end so they can have everything else but if the events is the topic of the day and they don't have an event in there then they're not able to present okay so um is that like <clears throat> excuse me is there like a certain language that you use for that or is it like could be python could be javascript could be something else yeah, that's for whatever language they're they're comfortable with. Like okay. the the okay. advanced room, we kind of let them since they're already familiar with the uh how to use the programs. We kind of just let them do whatever like they want, and then they just kind of use the mentors for like help. Like, hey, how can I make? I want to do this. How can I make that happen? And that's kind of what the mentors are there for, like to give them that guidance um to get there. You know, we show them how to Google and stuff like that instead of just you know, copy and pasting or just wanting us to change it for them. Uh, we, we encourage that they Google like how to do, you know, how to change color in Scratch or how to change color in uh, JavaScript. That's cool. Um, what kind of, uh, what kind of IDE do they use for that? Do, do you guys have like a computer lab there or uh, do they use like cloud-based stuff like Glitch or something or they pull a VS code? Like what's the, how do you wrangle that? Uh, with the advanced kids, that's actually a good question because that's something that I, I've wondered before I started it. Um, so Scratch is online, so you know they use that's they just go to the website. Um, for the kids that are more advanced, if they're already using JavaScript and Python and stuff, they already have you know VS Code or Atom already installed. Like they're kind of they're already there. So it's again in the advanced room, it's whatever they feel comfortable with. In the beginner room, though, it's um, the Scratch website. Okay, so do they, I guess they bring their own laptop? Yes. I mean, they do. we do have some that we can, like, rent out if they don't have one, but they usually bring their own. Okay. And then we also have, um, for Scratch, you need, a, um, you need a login, so we have, like, dummy accounts that they can log into. Okay, cool. All right. <clears throat> um, so if you guys only meet uh, on Saturdays, like, I guess three Saturdays a month, um, how do you keep the kids coding between... Uh, Coder Dojo sessions. That uh, that's a great question, and that's where the uh, the mastery comes in for 
the kids who want to go to that level. Um, because nine times a 10, you're not going to have enough time in a three hour session to build a game that has, you know, five different features in it. And if you, if you want to reach mastery, so usually the kids who do reach mastery is something that they build at home and then they bring it. So Matt, uh, uh, trying to obtain mastery is kind of how we encourage doing it in between. Um, because you're, you're just not gonna be able to build the whole thing, you know, in that session. Right. Yeah, most of the uh, I I can only imagine trying to learn to code like a couple Saturdays a month. So I would imagine that uh, for the kids to make some good progress, um, for the ones that are interested in coding, like there's got to be some kind of like uh, incentive for them to open their laptop and sit down and and write some lines of code or something in between uh, when they actually come to your your coder coder dojo. Yeah. 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 And that's what the the mastery is like. A lot of a lot of kids sign up uh, to want to do it. And, you know, they like getting the presentation of getting their badge and things like that. And and, uh, so I think like more like the the recognition is really what, you know, drives them like, oh, okay, well, everyone's going to see that, you know, I'm getting mastery. So that'll be cool. You know, I'll get my free T-shirt or, uh, you know, I'll get now. Now, I really think a lot now that we have the Kano or Kano kits. I think of Kano because of Mortal Kombat, but I was told that's not. The right, <laughs> I was told that's not the right way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the can the Kano kits, right? I think a lot of more kids are going to sign up for Mastery now that we have those. Cool. And you said that this is a this is a free program, right? And it's yes. through um, Women Who Code, uh, Kansas City Women in Tech. Okay. Oh, yes. Right. Is there like companies that you guys uh, partner with that kind of like help pay for these kits? Because I'm sure they're not cheap. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of local companies though, um, like Veraship, VML, a lot of local companies in Kansas City. I can't even think of all the sponsors right now. But yes, it's quite a few companies that uh, help out with sponsorships. And in fact, someone actually donated the the cano the can the cano kits. Awesome. I think I've seen these in Target. Yeah, sure they have, have them uh, everywhere. They're like orange keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. I was are you looking at this? Yeah, I'm looking it up now because I'm thinking about <clears throat> getting one for my daughter. What do they cost? Um, I if I remember, uh, I have to look it up at Target. I'm on the website. They don't have prices. We'll uh, we'll we'll put some links in the show notes. Um, for anybody that's interested for their kids out there. Um. So yeah, will uh, any other uh. Any other good tips for for getting kids into code or like any um, maybe for us unfortunate folks that don't have access to code or tojo mm-hmm. like uh, any any tips for us with our own kids or kids in the community or teachers or anything like that? Uh, sure. Uh, I would say I say you know if you don't you know can't go to code or dojo or don't have uh, I mean I don't even know how much those kids cost myself, but I say I can tell you right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> How much do they cost? All right, at Target, they're like 150 Woo! Yeah. Well, that was a definitely a generous donator. <laughs> 100%, 100. Thank you, whoever donated that. That's amazing. Um. So yeah, sorry to interrupt. Will, uh, go yeah. ahead. Um. But yeah, I would say I say get on. I if you want to do it, like inner children yourself, I say, uh, look up something cool. Like, for example, there's a tutorial on the Scratch website 
of how to make music using Scratch. So you'll like it is like it'll be little pictures of instruments. And then each time you click on it, it'll make a different noise depending on the instrument. Like some take something that they're interested in and try to find a Scratch version for them and help them code it. Like, you know, that worked for me because my kids like music a lot. So they were they were banging on the drum for like forever uh, <laughs> just because it was something because it happened. So, you know, if they're interested in. I'm going to sound old because I don't really know what kids like right now, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like, I can't relate. So I don't really know like what this stuff is, but if they like Peppa Pig, I'm pretty sure there's a Peppa Pig. Somebody made a Peppa Pig game on scratch. So look that up uh, and then kind of go through it with them to how to, you know, make that. That would, that would be my number one tip. Take something they're interested in and find a scratch related version of it. Okay, right, cool. Um, you also said uh, earlier that you were a self-taught developer. Uh, what what are your favorite resources and kind of like how do you tackle that as uh, somebody that couldn't get into a boot camp or do traditional school? Sure. Um, well, the first thing well, I tell everybody is Practical JavaScript by Gordon Zhu. That is like one of the best like courses. It's free and it's one of the best courses out there. Like he breaks down debugging um, that I've never seen anyone break down debugging using the bugger that he does. Like he shows like um he goes to the debugger and shows you like how a for loop runs and you get to see like how it adds to the variable it's like really like like yeah i understood what for loops did but like seeing it like that as the computer did it was like mind-blowing to me it like really made it sink so practical javascript definitely like i would recommend um also uh of course udemy courses so uh the HTML and CSS course by Jonas, uh, like Scheidelman, can't really say his last name. Sorry, Jonas. <laughs> um, uh, then, of course, Colt Steele's course for the I done just the front end part of that. Um, so Colt Steele's course, Jonas's course um, and also Treehouse. I started using them like in November and I say they were really good. Like they were super helpful when it comes to me learning React. Um just because they made everything really, really simple. And they show like the behind the scenes of, you know, what, you know, React was doing. So that was like important for, for me personally to know like, okay, this is what it means. Like I'm, I'm typing this, but it's really doing React.createElement. Okay, that makes sense. This why that works. So, so I'd say practical JavaScript, number one, Treehouse, uh, and then Code Steals and Jonas uh, Scheidemann's, uh JavaScript and HTML and CSS courses. Are these uh free or are they low cost or? Uh, well, you Demi has a sale like every other day. Yeah. So, uh, they're usually ten nine to ten dollars of Udemy courses. Practical JavaScript is free. Uh, he does have a paid version called Watching Code, uh, which I haven't done. And then Treehouse is twenty five dollars a month. Okay. okay. Um, as a as a self taught person with a really busy schedule like where how do you find the time uh that's a good question so i go to sleep at 10 or 11 try to and i wake up at 4 30 and i code before i go to work wow. yeah so i wake up at 4 30 cold till about 6 30 head to work uh then i also try to do something on my lunch break like i might do like uh javascript 30 by west boss or something like something i can get done in 30 minutes 
just so I can feel like I've accomplished something. I'll do that on my lunch break um, and then, you know, rinse and repeat. And then if it's on a weekend and the kids are waking up late and I don't have to go to work, then, you know, I usually get a little bit more time. So, yeah, so not not much TV. No, no, no. I haven't played a game in in a very long time. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, I just been I just been really, really focused. What uh, what time are you going to bed at night? Uh, like 10 or 11. Sometimes it's, you know, not that because I do have a two year old. So, uh, you know, he does. He has his own bedtime. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's working hard. Uh, I, I can vouch that's uh, you're really putting the effort in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what do you uh, what do you do when you get stuck? Yeah, like, uh, you can't you can't figure something out, and you you got it's just you, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're by yourself coding. So, uh, how do you how do you debug your code, or kind of like figure out, let's say, a React problem or something? Uh, that's a good question. So, uh, a couple things. If I'm doing like a Udemy course or a Treehouse course, usually they have Q and A's in there that you can click on, and so I see if I like search and see if anybody has the same problem that I have. Um, and then that's one way. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So that's one way I usually look through the Q and a, see if one had that same problem. And if they don't, then I'll post it myself. Uh, I actually did that one time on a course and figured out it was my fault anyway. Cause it, <laughs> like everyone was like, it's like that should work or something. They, they were just like, I don't see why this isn't working. And I looked through, I was like, Oh, it's, it's my fault. It's not working. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or uh, like I said, I've been, you know, these la- I think I started using Twitter really heavily in uh, in February. Uh, and so I've built like I have a pretty uh, big network of people. So if I really need something done, like, for example, just last week, I was mentoring uh, at a uh, Angular workshop. And um, before the workshop, it was like two hours or like an hour or something before I started. I was trying to deploy something on GitHub pages. So I asked just one of the people I've, I've met and I was like, Hey, uh, why isn't this working? So they were like, Oh, that's cause you, uh, you cloned it to the master. I forgot exactly what happened, but like, I, I did the repository, like in the like base folder of my computer, as opposed to where the project was. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, you need to delete that delete the json file and then uh run it again in the right folder i was like oh yeah okay cool (laughs) i've done that so (laughs) (laughs) totally totally did an npmi in like the root folders of my computer or something (laughs) installed some crap where it it shouldn't have gone so yeah that's uh that's funny um (laughs) i love it um gosh so uh, you, you sound like you're pretty busy and, uh, you got a lot going on. Um, what, what keeps you going back to, uh, this, uh, is it like a part-time job or a volunteer job with, uh, with the coder dojo? Like what, why do you keep spending your time there and kind of putting time into, to even mentorship and stuff? Uh, really? Cause it, it's, it's fun. And it's like the perfect intersection of my two passions. Like one thing I really love doing is helping people right like i mean with with any at one point i wanted to be a personal trainer like i just really like helping people like achieve their goals so being able to like mentor because you know programming is hard so for to have somebody there to be like oh it's so you know like how i got help like 
hey, you're not you're not dumb. You just made a mistake. You know, we all do it. So to be able to like help somebody through that is like really satisfying. And then my second passion is like, you know, computers. I'm I've always been like a nerd. I've been into computers. Like I remember they had those different color iMacs, like in first grade. I was like, I want to go to the computer lab. Like With the handle on the top. Yes. Oh man, those were so cool. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So like even since then, I've like always like been the guy on the computer. Usually, I was looking up the most random stuff, like song lyrics. You know, I was or doing like I know I did program MySpace pages, but I didn't know that that was like real. I thought it was just for MySpace. <laughs> so I was kind of upset when I first started taking courses and realized that, wow, I could have been doing this like 10 years ago. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. just the, the set, just the being able to work with tech, be in front of a computer, making it do a cool stuff and, and helping people, you know, achieve their goals. Like those two things together is why, I, you know, I mentor and go to Coda Dojo and things like that. Cool. Um, Are you looking for a, a job as a developer? Currently not right now. I want to build like more projects. You know, I've done a lot of tutorials and now I'm kind of to the point where like I want to make my own stuff. So I'm just kind of like working on building things that I can show. Like outs okay. outside of the tutorial stuff. Like, yeah, I have stuff on my GitHub that I've made from courses, but now I want to like make my own stuff from my own ideas. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay, cool. All right. Have you uh have you kept applying or you're you're just kind of like Yeah, I don't think you should wait. Uh I have like I said a little bit and usually it just comes down to I don't have any experience. You know, which I knew what was going to happen, so it's not like I'm mad about it or anything. Um uh, I'm just really like in a creative space right now, so that's kind of why I kind of focus on that. I mean, if some good opportunities come up that I can't turn down. Uh you know, like if like my dream company, you know, which I won't say the name, uh, comes up with a, uh, a Wait, opportunity. Wh why not? <laughs> well, yeah, why wouldn't you say the name? Hire this man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, if VML YNR has an opportunity, I would definitely apply. Okay. That's a uh, marketing company here in Kansas City. They do like okay. some really, really cool stuff. Like I went to one of their open houses and was like, I have to work here. Have you uh have you applied up there yet? Uh no, I have they actually don't have any like positions open for developers right now that I've seen. They got like a lot you, of marketing and copywriting. Have you met any developers from there? Yeah, I met one at a meetup and, he, and that's how I actually found out about the company. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did he encourage you to apply or I mean he said yeah when they're when it's available, like when they have some openings. Yeah, he definitely said I should. Cool. Yeah, um, if, if I may, like Eddie and I are in touch with a lot of our community down here in Florida. And uh, we, we come across people that think that they're not ready to apply. And we just try mm -hmm. and encourage everybody like, you know, you're never going to feel ready. You know, you're never going to like the light bulbs never going to come on and just, Oh, now I can apply to jobs. It, it just doesn't happen like that. So we, we try and encourage everybody to just apply anyway. Yeah. You'll get turned down a whole lot, but it only takes one position to give you that chance for you to then go out there and get that experience. And then from there, you know, you're in the door, you've got the experience under your belt, and it's like the world's your oyster at that point. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can still throw throw a few out there. 
Please do, because I, I would love to hear yeah. the follow-up to this where you got an awesome job as a developer. <laughs> and, you know, with, with all the stuff that you're doing, uh, obviously you're very passionate about it. So, um, yeah, yeah, we, we, we uh, eagerly await the success story. So uh, Yeah, we do a, a follow-up <laughs> episode. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we would love to have you back to talk about yeah. uh, whatever developer job you land. Cool, man. So if anybody out there is listening and you're hiring... Hire Will. He's great. Yes. Um, <clears throat> not a lot of people are going to work 12-hour shifts, come home, code, code on their lunch break, teach kids to code. Uh, not not everybody has that passion. So Yeah. Uh, kudos to you, Will. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know you deserve it. <clears throat> so at the end of every episode, we do a little... This is kind of sad because you already said you don't play video games. At <laughs> 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 the end of every episode, we do a little segment called Nerd Minute. So, um, we just talk about books or movies or whatever that we're into lately. So, uh, I know games are off the table, but, uh, yeah. And it, <laughs> he said so Dude. sad, but said that. I know. <laughs> any, <laughs> any movies or anything or, or comics yeah, or whatever? Watch anything? You, yeah. Have you, have you had the chance to do anything aside from, from code and work? Well, yeah, my, what I do for my off, I guess like my wind down time is I'm into the Marvel movies. Okay. Uh, so I do. I knew about the nerd minute, so I had something I did. I did want to talk about. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, you know, I'm I'm real happy with the uh the new Blade casting. Like oh, Mahershala okay. Ali is a great actor. I, I'm like, I like because Blade. That was like you know I remember watching I that. Blade. And was like yo, <clears throat> this is so cool. It made me like <laughs> vampires. Like even though they were the ones losing, I'm like I even like <laughs> vampires. Uh. So yeah, I, I kind of wish they went with like a a, a new face, um, really. But Me I mean, too. yeah, he plays a good bad guy. That's kind of the who I don't know what uh what I'm not super familiar with this actor. So what other he uh, was roles has uh, he, been he was Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. Oh, he was yeah. he was good. Yeah, yeah he was he's great. A, as he's a good bad guy. He was a bad uh, guy in Alita too. Do you think they cast him because he's? He looks a little bit like Wesley Snipes or something. Or? No, he doesn't look like him. <laughs> does, he have, does he have that that kind of? Uh, I, I, I think because he's hot right now, and he just got he, he got an Academy Award recently. Uh, from what I heard, he also really likes the character and wanted to. Okay. Be, he wanted this character, so. Yeah, Blade's uh, kind of cool. like an antihero. So. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, I think he'll be great. Uh, I kind of wish though they went from with the. Have you seen guys seen the first Purge? Uh, uh, a long the time first ago. First purge. Oh, well, like, not like the, the, the first purge. The oh, one that's called the mean. first I know, purge. The one. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know what you mean the one that's like on in Staten Island or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy that's like the bad guy slash hero from there. I think he would have been like a good blade. His name is like Yolan Noel or something. Like I think he would have been a good blade. He has like okay. the physique and everything. It would have been uh pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't catch that uh, they were making even a new Blade movie. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I seen how did you have you seen how they announced it? No, I didn't even. Didn't know Didn't he it. walk out and put the shades on or something like that? <clears throat> well, no. So here, here's uh, kind of like that. So basically, they they had they had everybody come out like you know all the Phase Four. They had you know the Thor cast and yeah a bunch of other people. The Eternals cast. Um, and then he was like, he was like, guys, I, this, you know, Kevin Feige was like, I didn't even talk about, uh, 
I didn't even talk about Fantastic Four. I didn't even talk about Black Panther 2. Then he was like, I also have somebody else here I didn't talk about. He was like, Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali, right? So he just walked out all calm. And then he was like, hey, Mahershala, what's that hat you got? He just put on the hat that said Blade. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, it was was cool. Yeah, yeah. Blade was like the first Marvel movie to to kind of come out, if yeah. I remember correctly. And it was rated R, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah if, if I recall, did Mom know uh, I was watching that? Not a, I don't know. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really love the Blade movies, um, except for that last one. The it, it yeah, could have been better. But, they went uh, off the rails with that yeah, one. Big Got time. Kind of. Well, I mean. That's superhero movies from that era, but uh, yeah, yeah, Spider Man three they, too. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> fact that they made three of them is kind of impressive for that yeah. time. I mean, we got the, Ryan Reynolds was funny. Yeah, he was. He, Ryan Reynolds is like the same character in every movie. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah, he was. Uh, he was Ryan Reynolds, serious Ryan Reynolds in uh in Blade. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wisecracking uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he, he would be an amazing Flash. Um, yeah, yeah, like as Wally West, but uh, unfortunately, like nobody has given him that opportunity. Yeah, because uh, well, Wally West is like, yeah. So Deadpool is he's like a perfect Deadpool. I don't know if that's a very good casting for him. Change, yeah. Everything that's happened with Fox. No, I oh. think they'll keep that the same, just because it's. You think I, they I mean, still keep it rated R though? That I don't know. But I know they they need to get rid of all the X Men. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that last movie was really bad. I, didn't I see still want to watch it. I'm, I'm I mean, I'm, it. we was talking about trying to see it tonight. Actually, me and my wife. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah, it out? Yeah. Yeah, it came out in like May or something. April. No, but is, is it on DVD or something like that? Or I think it's on digital because I saw a, oh, okay. a YouTube ad for it, but I, you know, I skipped it. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's out on on DVD by now. But Cause I have to I, check. Yeah, because we couldn't find it in the, like I didn't see it the first week, and then the second week it was like in two theaters in my whole city. Wow. And it was like one that was really, really far, and the other one it was like at a weird time. So I was like, "Wow, they're they're not liking this movie." Yeah, yeah, I would love to see um, like the Avengers and the X Men on this on the screen at the same time. Yeah, so like that'd those be awesome. those two universes crossover, uh, especially after some of the recent X Men movies that we've seen. Yeah, like X three was terrible, and then <laughs> yep. the the recent um, run of movies kind of took a a, a downward turn. But yeah, man, yeah. Apocalypse. Oh uh, yeah, that was really bad. I was so yeah. excited to see Psylocke, and then like she had one line in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. I was like, man, come on. Uh, well, um, I don't have anything else. So, uh, Eddie, do you have anything? Um, I was, I started, um, Black Clover, which is an anime. Okay. Uh, uh that's pretty good. Do you like it? How, how far have you gotten? Um, we're like maybe 10 episodes in. It's pretty I, uh, good. I gave it a shot up to where he gets recruited by whatever 
team it, or faction. Yeah, or the Black on. Bulls or something like that. Um, yeah, it it gets better after that, but it's like typical anime. Like he's gets beat up and he tries his very hardest, <laughs> and then he <laughs> succeeds at some point, and he has a rival, and then the 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 magicians or wizards or wherever they are. Um, the group gets bigger and bigger and the threat gets bigger and yeah, typical anime stuff, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's cool. I couldn't get past the voice actor. He, he's like <laughs> maybe the most annoying voice I've heard. For they all character. sound the same to me now. Like I hear some people and like, that sounds like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and this guy sounds like Ash from pokemon like you know <laughs> they all sound like so much alike now like it, it, it doesn't bother me but my daughter fair. likes it so that's why i watch it fair enough fair yeah. enough maybe i'll uh maybe i'll give it a second shot um, yeah oh i also finished the uh shield hero um at least as far as it's gone i cool. think there's there's another season coming or something like that i hope so i, I really like that one yeah it was really um, good they uh it, it kind of got a little, uh, lost some steam towards the end, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of interested to see how it all plays out. Yeah, me too. Cool. Well, um, I think we're, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks so much for, uh, for taking the time to talk to us. Will. uh, yeah, we, thank we you. Loved having you on the show. Uh, no problem. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was fun. Where, uh, where can folks find you online? Do you have a, uh, uh, website or what can, maybe you can tell us your Twitter handle again. Sure. Uh, Twitter handle is Will Johnson IO. Uh, no dots or anything like that. Uh, and I also blog about JavaScript and CSS stuff on Medium, and that's willjohnson.io. Cool. Awesome. All right, Will. Um, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we Thank will you. we will see you around on Twitter. All right. <laughs> sounds good, man. Y'all have a good weekend. All right. All right thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tech Junior. Head on over to our site at techjr.dev for show notes and past episodes. While you're there, click subscribe to get an email from us once a week with the latest episode and some other goodies. Please follow us on Twitter at TechJR Podcast. You can also follow my personal account at Leewark Jr. and Eddie's at ED0TER0. Join us next week where we talk to Gant Lipoward. And he's going to teach us about machine learning in JavaScript. So if you're interested in TensorFlow.js and have kind of gotten into the big data, data science, all the buzzwords, uh, but you're a lowly JavaScript person like myself, uh, we've got the episode for you. So uh, keep an eye out for that next Wednesday. Also, if you have any questions for us, uh, have any suggestions, comments, reviews, um, negative comments, whatever, you can email us uh, at techjrpodcast at gmail.com, and we will try and get an answer to you. All right, that's all for me this week. Take care. <laughs>